Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the shifts at sea, welcome back to another episode of the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. My name is Chris. And I am Mike. Now, if you are scanning your electronic device, and you are noticing that the release on this is in some odd day at some odd time in some weird place, well, yes, it is. Life has temporarily interfered with the production and the release of one of our rantings. Are they rantings or are they ravings? No, we don't rave so much. I don't know. I rave, you rant? Maybe. I rave, you rant. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I rave. Put the foam on the floor. Um, that was a rave reference. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, you just no. looked and then never mind. Okay. Yeah, no. So anyway, we're, we're just glad you're here. And we are, as usual, though, the one constant in this <laughs> podcast world is the spacious confines of Studio B193 East Church Street. Marion, Ohio, the basement of B Ministries, if they still claim us. <laughs> Sometimes that comes into question. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think it's described as tomfoolery on occasion. Uh, Indeed. Yeah, I mean, um, might be. Yeah, public service announcement. Sorry, uh, we haven't put something out in a while. Life got in the way. Um, responsibilities, adulting. There was simply not enough hours in the day to fit it in. Is the public service that we're now back on it or is the public service that we weren't for about a week and a half? Which is the greater public service? Where is the public good? Yeah. It is It is the apology. That's what we're, we're apologizing. Yeah, well, apologet apologetics is a good thing. <coughs> That's what I hear. Um, in any case, if you would like to comment about this tomfoolery, this nonsense, this break that we've had you may do so in several places one is to see us in person two is to catch us on our phone if you have our number and one other way is on the book of faces um you may find us at put this in your search bar first name blind leading all one word all one word last name the blind all one word all one word you distraught by the fact that I was just sort of not putting much energy into it. I'm just going to think about how much I have to boost the volume on your microphone no, for anybody you to hear don't. you. No, I'm this. okay. I leaned in, I leaned out. I lean in, I lean out. I lean, that's my whole life. I lean in and I lean out. I so are there, song about that. are there other methods that someone could use if they were looking to consistently converse with us? There are. You could send us an email. The email address is blindpod at gmail.com. That's B-L-I-N-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Dot com. Dot com. Oh, there we go. There That's you it. go. Okay. Um, you know, I checked the email. There was nothing in there. Yeah. I'll keep asking. Well, there's a whole bunch of the Denison form. The what? The Denison form. Denison? Denison. D-E-N-I-S-O-N. As in university, as in other stuff. Yeah. The Denison, Denison? Forum. F-O-R-U-M. You signed up for that at some point. Did I? Yeah, they send you um, three or four times a week. They send you newsletters. I drove by that campus the other day. You did. I don't think it's that Denison though. Oh no. No. Okay. I had no idea it was even there. Yeah. I'm. I don't even know where I was going. Yeah. I was yeah. driving to and from somewhere, in, for work, mm -hmm. and I found myself in the middle of this cute little town, and oh, with a lot of traffic. Yes. And was like. What the heck is going on here? And I was like, oh, that's a college. This yes, is a college yes. town. Yes. What the heck? It's like this tiny, tiny, tiny little spot in college campus right there. Right. 
I had no idea. Oh yeah, it's a it's it's an interesting little place. Very 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 expensive. We used to play um, alumni events there. Really? Yeah, been there probably three, four, five times playing gigs. I noticed on the brick wall next to the logo of the university, it said Liberal Arts College yes. or University or whatever. Yes. I'm assuming they have a pretty big arts program there. Well, not well. They might. I yeah. Um, <laughs> if you have been to colleges on the east coast your parents have sent you there and for whatever reasons they do not choose for you to continue to attend their university um dennis is, is one of those landing places for those folks um, because they will let pretty much anybody in regardless of your past experience with other colleges and universities your potential <laughs> academic and or disciplinary problems as long as your parents have an appropriate amount of Casho. Is that right? That is absolutely true. And I found that because I was talking to someone and say, yeah, the reason I went here is I got thrown out of three schools. I got thrown out of Harvard. I got thrown out of Brown. I got thrown out, you know. And so, yeah, I landed here. Yeah, pretty cool. They let me do whatever I want. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I just so, got a text message. From? From one Debbie Honecker. Yes. What does she say? She says, hey, are you guys recording? And yes, I said, are. yeah, you want to join? She says, I locked myself out of the office and was hoping to borrow a key from Wilson. Well, she can. Why don't you tell her to come on down, Yep. get a key, I will unlock the door. Because I am that sort of unlocking guy. I just texted her and said, come get it. The door to the studio is now open. We await the showing up of Debbie. It is ajar. The door is ajar. It is ajar. The door is When is ajar. a door not a door? When it's, when it's ajar. ajar. Mm -hmm. Dad joke of the century. <laughs> so while we wait for Deb to come down, okay. uh, it is getting to be that time of season. So Don't dare say, don't you dare. No. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, cross country is wrapping up. Yay. The state meet will be soon. Okay. Uh, the volleyball state tournament will be soon as well. Hi, Deb. Deb. Hello, Debbie. Say hello. Hello. Are you are are you busy after you get back in the office? You want to join us? Oh, really? She's got her jacket. Oh, shirt sorry. On. She's got to watch the blue jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you going? Going? Or, no. or are you going home? I'm going home. Oh, okay. Well, don't, for, night. don't forget cool. to bring my what, keys back. What channel do you find them on? Valley Sports Ohio, and I hate it. Oh, so you can, okay. I don't do Valley. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid, but it's the only channel that has I it. I know. Yeah. It's so dumb. It really I don't is even dumb. Okay. <laughs> Love you. Okay. Bye-bye. So, Deb is watching Blue Jackets. Go, Jackets. <clears throat> um, whoever's playing for them and whoever's coaching, and <laughs> not. Sorry, I have not kept up. Yeah. Uh, well, after their coach removed himself yes i sort of was like well it's probably not going to be a fun season after this yeah, we'll see i can never find them to follow them so i don't really know what's going on either. yeah yeah yep. um other sports news since we, oh once we found ourselves on sports go ahead on yeah well i was just going to say cross country's wrapping up volleyball's wrapping up and then we're into the mega suck of time and energy that is basketball season Mm -hmm. And so uh, there, there may be a handful of times over the next few months where there may be some gappage there between usually, podcast releases. Usually tends to be that way in the winter. Um, so 
bear uh, with us. Apologies ahead of time. Uh, I do try to uh, make concessions for such things, but well, you're usually selling concessions or <laughs> or some such tomfoolery. Yes. yes. <laughs> anyhow, playing music that I don't understand. <laughs> uh, anyhow. Um, Anything else to say before we get rolling? Uh, Braves are down a game. They need to win out to continue in the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an, here's something for discussion, not for you and I, but for you, you folks out there. If you follow the Reds this season, um, it's an amazing season. It was just fun to watch. Um, 53 different players played for the Reds this year. Um, they had, wow. Yeah. 23 guys were called up from the minors at one point or another to play for the Reds That's this year. That's saying something. Okay, it's the end of the year. Who's the MVP on the Reds? Pick one. Oh, your boy. No. No. He got figured out. He got exposed. Ellie De La Cruz? Yeah. He got exposed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They set him down for a while. Wow. Um, yeah. He went through the league once, and the league went, oh, gotcha. And then his... Batting average went down in the low 200s. Well, sure. Figure out what he can't hit. <clears throat> yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what work he does over the winter, see if he comes back and is that guy or if he's just another Billy Hamilton. Sure. Old Billy Hamilton. Not nearly as cool as Alexander Hamilton. No. I like Alexander Hamilton. I've never seen the stage version of that but i don't want Either. to i have a book at home that's mm -hmm. about alexander hamilton mm -hmm. i have not read it yet it was given to me as a gift and i have not it is sitting in line with several other books that i have not read have you read any of the truman biographies you should no i have not it goes for all you out there too no i have not the uh, david mccullough i think is the author i have a david mccullough book it's yeah. called 1776. Yeah, it's a good book. Hoffer, good. Hoffer gave it to me. Yeah, that's good. Gift. Yeah, that's good. But the Truman book is very, very good. Okay. Once you're done with Patrick O'Brien, you may read uh, the it's Truman. It's coming. I'm, I'm almost at the end of, of, of all I can find in the current series that I'm on. And then I will dive into... I've already started the tiptoeing. Yeah. <clears throat> Alrighty. Well, first up, Dead Report. Mr. Wilson... Dead me. Bring out your dead. I'm so happy I figured out how to put this on here. Do you know how much, how interesting that would be to have that going on these days? This? Yeah. Uh, bring out your bring, dead. Where you actually bring yeah, just, dead people outside? You just have a, yeah. A cart that uh, comes by and collects the dead people? Yeah. I live in a neighborhood for the old folks. I think I should do that. Oh, that's... Okay, okay, for Halloween. Oh, you and I. In burlap sacks. Pull in a car. And we wander through. Oh, Debbie's bringing the key back. Sweet. It smells weird in here, guys. Okay. It smells weird in here? Yeah. Like Burger King? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, she made a okay. face. Love you, bye. <laughs> Gotta love Deb, Deb. <laughs> Um, yeah, so dead again, report. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I like my idea, though. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm down. Tim, I'm scared. Tim Wakefield. Knuckleballer. Pitched yep. for the Red Sox. Okay. First guy that ever really made a an, an outstanding career just off a of knuckleball. Sorry. My brain went Astros. You said 
Yeah, I know. It's okay. Yeah. Red Sox. Um, in the political world, Diane Feinstein died. Feinstein, Feinstein. I don't Feinstein, I think. And who was she Feinstein. again? She was a senator from uh, California. Okay. She passed away. Okay. They've replaced her now. Okay. Everyone is replaceable. Sure. Uh, found out in the last couple of days, Walt Garrison passed away, uh, running back for the um, uh, Cowboys back mm-hmm. in their Super Bowl years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and most of these people are sports. Well, I guess that's where my interest lies in a lot of ways, yeah, well. in politics and things like that. Sure. Uh, I'm sure there are people in other worlds that have passed away, but there's one more um, with a heavy heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is your world. Mm-hmm. Mr. Dick Butkus yes. passed away. That's sad to lose yes. him. Yeah. Uh, good guy. Great, great, great player. You Well, no, you didn't. Never mind. What? Never got to see him. Oh, no. No, no you, it's, it's archival no. film for you. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I will say that that I I found it amazing that the Bears finally won a game, the first game in almost a year, on the day that Dick Buck has died, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. absolutely whooped. Yeah, it was fantastic. They, they did. They just it was the Broncos, wasn't it? No, it was, it was no. Up. They lost horribly to the Broncos, okay. and then they came in and smoked the Redskins. Well, not the, sorry, the Commanders. Although there is a lawsuit pending, I think. Yeah, another uh, reverse lawsuit. Yeah. So I like it. I Me like too. it a lot. Me too. All righty. Uh, um, if any of you have suggestions from passings away in it, other Send them to the realms, email. Send them in. That's kind of what it's there for. Send stuff in, please. <laughs> or you get stuck we, with us. Listen. If you think we're boring, it's your fault. Listen. Because we're at the mercy of our own minds. The reason we keep begging you to send stuff in is because we're getting to the point where it's becoming sort of difficult to come up with things to talk about that don't just become incredibly boring really quickly. Well, I don't think so. See, I can be, but I can be intrigued by all sorts of things. Yeah, it's true, but not everybody else. <laughs> well, that's tough. I'm, I got so, the, I'm so, on, the microphone in front of my face. So yeah, listening public, it. if there are topics that you would like to hear about, that you would like to hear about, things that you are interested in, please. Pete. Please. Dylan. Please. Brandy. Please. I just keep naming them. Hoffer. Please. I'll just keep Jane. saying please. <laughs> I'm going to run out of people soon. Yeah, I know. We don't have that many. Um, but seriously, please send us in things that you wish to hear about, and we will do them. Promise. Yes, we will. Um, is that it for the dead report? That's it. That's all, right. all the dead that I can stand today. Here we go. Time for the news. Is it really already? Dateline, Marion, Ohio, 2023. <laughs> Is that actually a teletype or is that a bomb about to go off? If it's a bomb, it's kind of short. <laughs> <laughs> news. Sports news. We talked a little bit about the, about, uh, the Braves. Um, man, It's scary, man. they got to win the I, next two. Or well, I don't know if you remember. Around June, I remember sitting in this room looking at you going, it's really scary how good they're doing. Yeah. Because historically, teams that just absolutely rip through the season and have an amazing season, and uh-huh. then they hit that October lull because, guess what? You're so good, you get a break. Mm-hmm. Then you can't play for crap when you come back from mm-hmm. the great You're break. You're out of rhythm. It's absolutely true. And there was, uh, who was the guy you were talking about? Used to sub, used Sparky to, Anderson. Yeah, used to sit people. 
Yeah, when yeah. the when you could call guys up when you're, the roster expands in September. Yeah, and you get there more players allowed to be mm-hmm. on the bench. You would bring guys up from the minors. He would purposely bring up particularly pitchers mm-hmm. um, and throw them in, forcing his normal starters to, to get off schedule. Yeah, so that they had to develop a sense of what that was like. And there for a couple of years, the Reds sat for a few days. Oh yeah, um, and they came back and they were just fine. Yeah, there was none of that. Yeah. So, uh, yes. It's a mental game. I really hope that they can pull out that last game. Well, it's, the Orioles are gone. The Twins lost, I think. So, If I, they can get out of there, I think they're okay. Yeah. I think they'll be back in rhythm. Yeah, let's hope so. But winning two games would put you in rhythm. That'd yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. So, cool. Um, any other sports news? Uh, Bengals won, so are we back on track or are we not? Um, Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow's sweater says what? Oh my! Yeah, I, said. <laughs> I don't know if you saw his, his picture of him on Sunday. The sweater he wore to the game. Uh-huh. It's like Benetton met Granny or something. It was weird. <laughs> it looked like somebody found that in a cardboard box in the corner of a thrift store yeah. somewhere in. Saskatoon man was dumpster diving on the way to the oh, game man. or something. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, he looked like a forty-eight-year-old woman on her way to talk to the manager. Kind of, there was it was a little Karen-esque. You are correct. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, any other sports news? That's that's kind of it for me. I just I'm 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 in a sports lull right now mm-hmm. for some reason. Ohio State scares me. I'm not going to get all excited. Oh man, that was. Um, I, I'm a. I'm afraid we got a couple really difficult games coming up. Yep. So I was. Hey, listen. I was ecstatic that my Kentucky Wildcats mm-hmm. put points on the board against Georgia. Yeah. I mean, they and and a lot of the sportscasters and announcements I heard on a couple of different radio shows the following day. Hey, Kentucky showed up to play that game. Like, they lost. Sure, they lost because Georgia's ridiculously good Mm -hmm. but hey they showed up and they made them work for it yeah and and it was like okay Mm -hmm. i was wondering how that was gonna go Mm because i was like that that is uh that could go real bad yeah but well it's the land of nil y'all gotta get some money okay sports news real news actual news news well, as usual, Regular news. if I have real news, you know there, it comes with an opinion. <laughs> if I if I state a fact, it comes with an opinion. <laughs> if I wake up in the morning, it comes with an opinion. You're basically a walking, talking opinion. I sort of am. Everybody's got one. Walmart. Now, this comes from Bloomberg, which is a reputable news source. I mean, they're, you know, this is not like... Joe Boo in somebody's in, in mommy's basement just typing stuff out on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Walmart Incorporated says it's already seeing an impact on shopping demand from people taking the diabetes drug Ozempic, Wegovy, and other appetite suppressing medications. Why do you ask? Would I have an opinion about that? What? Okay, Walmart is seeing an impact on shopping demand from people taking these diabetic drugs. As in they're not buying more food or they are buying more they're food? Buying, they're buying less food. Okay, and that's bad for Walmart. Well, it's bad for everybody because now Walmart sells you a prescription 
and you go buy your groceries there. Well, now how do they know both are happening? They don't have a loyalty program. It's not like Kroger or Meyer. You don't have an input for a loyalty program. How are they? How are they figuring out that people who are on the diabetic drugs are also buying less food? It's your bank card, folks. Fed now. That's the only way. That's the only tracking that I can figure out. Well, they're tracking your bank card and seeing what purchases you make. Sure. In the store. Now, yes, they do that. But understand the technology is there to look at your prescriptions and to look at your food buying habits. Makes me uncomfortable. Sure. Makes me distinctly uncomfortable. What if, you know, um, you get, you're on, you know, Ozempic, uh, the diabetes drug, and you want to go buy a five pound bag of sugar for your neighbor, and you're not allowed to. Or what if you want to buy a five pound bag of sugar because Christmas is coming and you want to bake cookies for your family? Sure. It's coming. I'm just saying. Sure. Be aware. Sure. He's unimpressed with that. I'm thoroughly impressed with that because I have opinions. Go ahead, you young whippersnapper. <laughs> Go ahead on. I have opinions as well. What's that? Don't shop at Walmart. Well, I don't do that. Um, there is a war going on in Israel. Now... I will state this, and I'll I'll back the bus over myself. Okay. I was unaware that there was ever not a war in Israel. This is different. My entire life, I have watched those two groups fight each other. Mm -hmm. I never knew it stopped. I was under the understanding that that was kind of an ongoing thing to varying degrees. To varying degrees, yeah. And so, for me, I, I heard everybody freaking out about war in Israel, and I'm like, they never stopped fighting. People have been dying and blowing up all this whole, this whole time. Y'all just mm -hmm. wasn't talking about it. Mm -hmm. Somebody blows up a building, and all of a sudden, now we're in a war. It's like, no, these guys have been getting killed on the border every single day. Right. People get too close to the wrong area, and they get shot. Right. Or get Molotov cocktail to the face, or right. smuggling people back and forth from borders, and mm -hmm. I mean it. It's been going on the whole time. Well, this was a highly organized attack. Sure, I'm sure. Highly organized. Yeah, but I, I remember being in school as a kid, watching the same thing happen, and going, still not understanding then, what the deal was. Okay. Do you and, think there's a skew in 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 the media toward that particular conflict? Well, yes, but that's not the point. For me, now that I am an adult and I know what is happening there and why they're fighting, I look at it and go, okay, this is different. Why is it different? What happened? What What's different about it? Because I remember watching videos in school, in history class, the teachers using live video news coverage from Israel uh -huh. to teach history. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm sitting here going, what's different about it now than it was then? Okay. So what is it? To me, one is it's, it's media coverage. I think there's a certain amount of distraction from something else that's going on um, in another part of the world. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are a lot of little things in this. One is 
um, there were, these rockets were fired into a music festival. And then as people panicked and started to leave out of basically the only road uh, running that they were faced with a, a cordon of um, people just gunning them down. Sure. Literally gunning, sure. gunning you down as you ran from the music festival that was mm -hmm. exploding. Um, they also took uh, hostages, um, evidently large numbers, and were and we and took them back to areas where they thought the Israelis might strike in terms of airstrikes, um, and using them as human uh, shields, not using them as bartering, but using them as um, shields or just propaganda. So, to make the point, the difference is these are what I would consider a terroristic attack. Yes. Terrorist attack, right? Yes. What I watched on the news when I was in school was a military fighting a military. It was war. Uh, I, th I think that's fair because the PLO back well, in those days in, in, was in, a military organization. And, and that is... That was always how it was presented to me, was it was a military engagement. There is a actual war going on mm -hmm. because one country has land that the other country wants and says is theirs, and they're fighting over it. Long story, yes. Yeah, you can read about it in the Bible. Um, yep. But what's happening right now, The what started all of this, is akin in the same vein of the Twin Towers in the United States. Yes. It is a terroristic attack. Yes. Yeah, it is, it is a targeted terrorist attack. Yes. That's what makes it different. Because, and, and I said all of that because I had a conversation with someone who said, the same, who said that to me. Like, they've been fighting for thousands of years. What's, why is it special now? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. It kind of is in a little different ways. There are little nuances yeah, in this. Yeah, and, and that's, but you are much better at articulating that, which is why I led you into it. Okay. You're welcome. Well, it's, it's not the PLO. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's not a recognized political entity. Sure. This is Hamas and Hezbollah. Mm -hmm. Which are terrorist um, organizations. And they are terrorist organizations and name themselves as that. As that, yes. Um, there is also appears to be a great deal of funding and support from Iran. Yep. Now, remember, we just traded five of their people for five of our people from mm -hmm. Iran. Oh, yeah. But besides the five for five, we also gave them $6 billion. Yeah, sure. Um. There are reports, and I don't know how much credence to put in it. I'll just say this so y'all can put on, you know, your aluminum tinfoil hats. Mm -hmm. uh, but that a, a certain amount of the weaponry that's being used is actually ours. Oh, I don't doubt that at if all. If you remember back a ways, we abandoned a great yeah, we, deal. We left a lot of stuff of, laying. Of armament. And um, it appears to being being used. <laughs> being put into play. Yeah, sure. Of course it is. Why? I mean... That was why everybody was throwing a fit about it when we left it laying. Right. At least blow it up, set it on fire, do and something. they didn't do that. No, they and just said, no, it'll be all right. It'll rust out there in the desert. No, no it, it won't. won't. They were picking that stuff up the before, minute we walked Before out the you door. were even gone, they were taking it. Yeah. The, the other part of this is, is I don't want people to, here in my mind, I don't want folks to lose focus because there are things going on in, in Ukraine that we're not paying attention to and that are not being reported. Yep. Um, if you're concerned about bioweaponry, uh, we, we are funding the building of facilities for bioweapons in Ukraine. And that has been documented enough that I'm, I'm okay saying it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just A and B equals C. Sure. Every, and as usual with media, what happens is let's make one thing that's bad look way bigger than everything else so that you don't look at everything that's happening over here. Right. Right. It's, trick, trick to a good magi magician sure, is the it's, deception. The, it's sleight of hand. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. It's, is it terrible what's happening? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. It's horrible. And, and, you know, not taking anything away from that. But as someone was really quoted as saying something to the effect of don't let a tragedy go to waste. Mm, oh, absolutely. Don't let this bad thing go to waste and we can use this to our advantage. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly, I think, what's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they're very concerned about the metrics of any, any event. Sure. And that's what they're trying to control. And by the way, every time something pops off in Israel. I get excited. I'm sorry. You get, well, I, I notice. I go, oh, is I it this time? I notice an uptick in the amount of people who come out the woodwork who know all kinds of stuff about biblical history, wow. who never say anything until something pops off in Israel. And all of a sudden, they start telling you where Jesus' foot is going to land on the Mount of Olives. Oh, yeah, that's just dumb. <laughs> that is just dumb. <laughs> and they know exactly where it's going to be because the Bible says where it's going to be. Uh -huh. And it's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. There you go. I think it's fun. Any other news for you, sir? Uh, yes, I have news. I have to find it. <laughs> I forgot that I was supposed to have this pulled up. We haven't done I, this in a while. I'm out of practice. A, yeah, well, I have a fun fact that is I'm actually going to shift it over to the news. Okay. While you look that up. All right, go ahead. Um, very early and very significant snowfall in Siberia. Now, what does that mean? What in the world could that mean? Do you know what the meteorological term for Siberia is? Hold on. Reverse back up two minutes. Not two minutes. 45 seconds. Early and heavy snowfall, snowfall in, in Siberia. Siberia. The, oh. The Earth's refrigerator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, about a month earlier and much heavier snowfall. So uh -huh. that snowpack is what cools, chills air. You've heard of the Siberian Express mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. type of storm. Yeah. Well, that's already got snow cover. Uh -huh. So that cold air is going to migrate mm -hmm. um, slowly but surely. Uh, we could be in for one heck of a winter. I was about to say, winter's going to be fun for us. Yeah, we might get, uh, I'm, you know, Farmer's Almanac said, you know, a little more than normal snow. But, you know, I, I'm looking at stuff going, we might have one of those fun winters. We almost had an apocalyptic tornado, uh, hurricane action going on. Oh, yeah. A couple months ago. Well, a couple weeks ago. Off, didn't it? Yeah. Boy, the models that were coming out for that. Yeah. Cause I, I have a couple of friends of mine that I went to school with, one in particular, who is a meteorologist now. Oh, cool. And he worked for media, several news stations for a long time. And he now does his own thing. He has a YouTube channel where he does meteorology. He, he bought an entire house next door to his own house on the same property and outfitted the whole thing top to bottom oh. with the command center, basically. Oh, like and it. he has this room that he broadcasts out of when he does his YouTube live streams mm -hmm. from tracking storms and stuff. He has like... 
25 computer screens and like it's really cool and he, he has a staff of people who work for him in yeah. this house yeah. doing he has a giant truck that has out, is outfitted with all kinds of meteorological devices and this is what he does this is his whole life oh, and, cool. and and i will listen to him over anybody on yeah. any news station who is it uh i'll tell you after we're off the air okay so okay um other 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 points or nose newses you had you were looking yeah something like i have i have a news i have a sports news that i forgot it's kind of a sports news it's kind of silly uh last time we were on the air i mentioned that uh coach prime had trademarked some things yes some phrases um uh, some of those previous things that he trademarked were <laughs> working or twerking, uh. F around and find out, mm -hmm. Coach Prime, mm. it's personal, mm -hmm. Daddy Buck, Prime Effect. Those are some of the things that he previously trademarked. Mm -hmm. I was recently saw an article that he has once again had a new bundle of trademarks come through. Yay. Give me theme music is a trademark phrase now of Coach oh Prime. Oh my goodness. Bull junk. And lastly, but not leastly, Primetime by Deion Sanders. Yeah. That one I get. Sure, trademark that. That's fine. The rest of this, it's like, come on, man. Really? Well, his... He has a sense of his own importance. I understand he is actually negotiating to do a sitcom uh, type show. Well, I don't doubt that. So I don't doubt that. This at all. is all about. I just uh, yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Alrighty. Anyway, that's that's the news I got. Mm -hmm. Y'all pray for Israel. Should. All right. Fun facts. Let's do it. All right. Now, admittedly, I have. A whole stack of fun facts because we have not been in this room right for a minute and so I, I will try to keep them as brief as possible right. go ahead there's an expedition that believes they have found Amelia Earhart's bones Ooh, I love it where um it's it's um uh, now I've forgotten it uh, I just had it a minute ago where they were always suspecting um, uh, beyond the Seychelles, uh, it, uh, far eastern Indonesia. Okay. They had suspected that she had gone off course because of magnetic issues. Sure, sure, sure. And um, but they believe that they have found they have they've uh, some tribal individuals on an island uh, brought them or made them aware of these bones that had been there for the exact right amount of time. Um, and they were, uh, there was some testing, and it is a white woman of the right age, you know, a Caucasian female of approximately the is right age. Is there anything age. of existence where they can do a DNA check against that? Um, that is what the article went sideways on, um, because they were trying to trace family members. She was notoriously a loner. Well, sort of. She did not marry. Uh huh. <laughs> um, and they're, they're wondering if. There were siblings, that's what they're trying to find now, are siblings that are far enough out that they can actually trace some DNA, kind of the Robert Lewis Roots program mm -hmm. stuff. 
So they're, they think they think they may have her. I don't know. Wow, that's cool. Um, it would be neat to find out, though, that she lived for another 30 years among some indigenous people. Yeah, that'd be sweet. And uh, Incoming movie. Decided not to let anybody know she was okay. Sure. Incoming movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow. You just write that and do it. That's cool. <gasps> it's an alternative history. <laughs> My eyes just got big. Uh, um, I'm going to save that. Um, I have an article here that I, in the process of researching what was going on with the lawsuit against the counter lawsuit against mm -hmm. the uh, Redskins mm -hmm. organization um, I came across an article 15 facts that we just now learned about Native American history oh my gosh um, but I'm not going to read that now because it's a lot I'll save it and use that as a fun fact some other time um, I will do this though. So, escaping slaves. So, think back to the early United States slaves when they were leaving and escaping from plantations. Okay. Now, I'm going to preface this with I do not know how factual this is. I call it a fun fact because I came across it on a fun <laughs> fact Facebook page and I said, if that's a fact, that's really cool and really fun. Um, so I, I do not have any proof that this is true. But escaping slaves used to throw balls of fried cornmeal out to distract the hounds from mm -hmm. tracking them. Mm -hmm. The hounds stopped barking and tracking thanks to the cornmeal, which later adapted the name Hush Puppies. Well, that's one of the many stories of that, but I like that. Right. I like that one. I, I have no idea if that's true or not, but man, I thought that was neat. That is neat. You got another one? Uh, I've got one other. Okay. I just found this interesting. Three out of ten Americans claim absolutely no religious affiliation at all. How many? Three? Three out of ten. Okay. I just thought that was an interesting number. So roughly 30% of the population. No one. They don't have any religious affiliation. Okay. And the scope of that was, was kind of interesting because it, it included any religion. Oh, no, we're talking Buddhist, you know. Sure, behind Any anyth all. anything. Yeah. So, just an interesting thought. It's honestly a lot lower than I would have expected, to be honest. If I'm being honest with you. I think people claim a religious affiliation more than they actually do anything about a religious affiliation. You know, people who are cradle to gravers, you know, even if they don't go to a church, they'll call, well, I'm Catholic. Hmm. Uh, in 1985... The year I was born, by the way, a man rigged his computer to call Jerry Falwell's toll-free prayer line every 30 seconds for eight months straight. Yes. It clogged the line and cost it over $750,000 mm -hmm. in reverse charges. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, who's Jerry Falwell? Well, he was, that's uh, one of the early televangelists. Uh -huh. Just leave it there. There you yeah, go. A lot okay. to do with Liberty University and things. Okay. Uh, here we go. I saved this specifically for you. Aw. The albatross. Albatross. Is the largest bird that can go years without landing. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. That they can go years without mm -hmm. landing. Mm -hmm. They spend their first six years of life flying over the ocean before coming to land to mate. Right. 
It is capable of traveling more than 10,000 miles in a single journey, circumnavigating the globe in 46 days. Isn't that amazing? That's insane. Now, I know that Canada geese can fly for not years, but definitely months at a time without stopping. And I thought that was impressive. Albatross for six years, the first six years of their life. That's the amazing part. That's insane. They're birthed or they're hatched and then they, they go fly. Yeah, that's nuts. Isn't that amazing? That's crazy. They're yeah. huge too, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. They are massive yeah. birds. Yeah. Um, do I have any more? I think I do. Oh, yes. Yes. This is the one I wanted to get to. Okay. Last time we were on, you mentioned something. And one of your fun facts for our news about there was a project that was happening in the space program Mm -hmm. where they were going to land on an asteroid and take samples, Mm -hmm. right, to study. Right. I found out why. Why? Here we go. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm going to continue your thing. So this is an asteroid. I have a picture on my phone here of an asteroid. It's called Psyche. 16 okay. is the name of the asteroid, or Psyche 16, P-S-Y-C-E, or C-H-E. Okay. Psyche? Psyche, Psyche probably, yeah. Okay. This asteroid has so much gold on it, mm-hmm. gold, iron, and nickel, that if it was brought to Earth, it would make everyone a billionaire. Isn't that amazing? It is worth or an estimated $10 quintillion dollars. Of course, if you have that much gold, then the price of gold goes sure, down. Sure, other it doesn't matter anymore. Right. But, so, wonder why. Yeah. You mean we can go harvest gold off of asteroids and not have anybody know about it because we're doing quote-unquote research? Mm-hmm. <gasps> mm-hmm. Stop it. Money from... Uh, money from heaven. Money ain't from... Money for nothing. Get money you. don't grow on trees. It grows on asteroids. Yeah, there you go. Uh, here we go. This one you'll know about. The original... Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, baby. Did not include a plastic potato. Nope. It, it was a kit of plastic parts that were stabbed into real potatoes. Yes. I had it. I'm sure you did. It was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> it was the dumbest thing ever. Oh, that's funny. I made a face on the potato and I went, huh, I... <laughs> Proceeded to blow potato up. <laughs> no. I'd do if I wrapped it in magnesium tape. Um, <laughs> I've heard so many stories about magnesium tape. <laughs> it's great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do you have anything from Florida? Now you're not going to break the string, are you? Because um, I I know of a Florida one. I don't exactly know where in Florida I, this I was. I do. I do have one. Go ahead. Uh, there was a guy. He was being chased by the police officers. They were in pursuit of this fellow. He was trying to get away from them so he would not face charges. Mm-hmm. But along the way, he saw a kitty cat. And he stopped to pet the kitty cat. And that's when the police officers caught up with him. <laughs> <laughs> I do I, I, I do have have a Florida one. And I should have did this in news because it is a news. It's okay. not a fun fact. But I was, well, I hesitated. Florida might be but fun. But it's Florida. The headline reads as such, Florida siblings, ages 10 and 11, not far off from my boy's age, stopped while driving mom's car on the freeway 200 miles from home. Okay. (laughs) 
Gainesville, Florida. A 10-year-old Florida boy and his 11-year-old sister who were running away from <laughs> running away to California drove 200 miles in their mother's car before sheriff's deputies stopped them on an interstate highway. I don't think I need to read any more on the No, net. that just that's just interesting. They had a plan. They drove 200 miles before they got caught. They had a full tank of gas. Lock your doors, Sunglasses on. And it's Lock your doors, guys. Your kids will steal your car. Do you I've remember when Chewy's boy yes, I do. I just drove his truck in? in, in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He was like, what? How old was he? Five? Six? I think he was less than that. Three? I said like three or four, yeah. I started up the truck and drove it right into the tree in the front yard. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's how Dad does it. Anyhow. Uh, that's that's all the fun that, facts and or news I got. That is as much fun as I think a human being should be allowed to have in one particular instance or evening. All right. Well, I guess that brings us into the, I guess I'll do the sound and wrap up fun facts so everybody knows we're done. <sighs> See there, now we know that segment is over and now we're into the topic section. Boy, you are just, it's, it's, it's becoming methodology for you. No, no, I'm, I'm, I, there, I'm, uh, consistency. I'm helping people. Are you? Yes. Do you want to, then never mind. I also need to find out if there's a way that I can upload timestamps to the podcast. Yes. So we can direct people to when the fun so, begins so, or ends. So that if, if you do not wish to listen to the news and or fun facts, how, you can skip straight to the topic. How could they not want to listen to us ramble on about nonsense well, for like 40 minutes? Yeah, Why in right. the world? Uh-huh. Okay, so we're going to put out two podcasts. So we're going to podcast can be part A and part B. Part A is if you just want to listen to us be stupid. And then part B is, I don't know what I would call that because I'm, you know, it's just substance <laughs> stuff. All right. Well, what are we talking about tonight? What's the topic? What? You're asking me? <laughs> yeah, I'm asking you. Well, no, see, last time we did that that three-hour... The oh, the biblical history thing? Yes. Yeah. And we yeah. had talked about have, we were going to do you, more have, of have that. You had any, have you had any feedback from that? I did. Someone said to me that they were taking issue with something that I had said. I said, what was that? And they said, I don't remember. And I said, well, you need to figure it out and let me know. <laughs> That's funny. That is exactly how it went <laughs> That's down. That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 I mean, hey, we can certainly talk about, you know, the city of Corinth if you'd like to do that. We can talk about Corinth. We can talk about Ephesus. We could talk about. Did you know, I, you know, someone said to me the other day, they did not know so much of the New Testament uh, involved country of what is now Turkey because it did. I'm pretty sure I said that to you because in my mind, Turkey's where Mongolia is. Yeah, you said that, and it's someone else. It was someone besides you. <laughs> I, I actually, after we recorded all that that night, I couldn't sleep, and I looked. I actually found Turkey on a map and went, "Holy crap! That's not where I thought it was at all." I know, isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, and you wonder why the Turks and the Greeks didn't get along. Yeah, know, right. Because they were next door neighbors. Sure. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, just a fun fact, I guess, just to throw out there, Ephesus, which is in modern-day Turkey. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you hear about the library at Alexandria? Yes. That burned. Mm -hmm. um, there was an, a library in Ephesus called the Celsus, C-E-L-S-U-S -S library, which rivaled that. 
um, amazing, okay. which you know maybe gives you some in, insight next time you read the book of Ephesians. That it was a very, very well studied and scholarly type city. Was it? Well, we're already there. Let's talk about Ephesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, seems that's all I got there. about Ephesus. <laughs> it's in Turkey and it had a library. And it weren't no Carnegie Library. It's one they did themselves. So <laughs> the wonders of the of the ancient world were contained on the scrolls therein. So, so Ephesus was uh, a city that was known for education, uh, for, for, prowess. Yes, for being uh, kind of the intelligentsia of that part of the world. Okay, that's uh, where people settled. Um, more than that, at least it was also renowned for the temples to Artemis. Why do I know that? I don't know. Um, similar to Diana, um, the goddess of beauty and mm -hmm. other things. But Artemis was like, had to do with smarts, right? Yeah. 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 Um, tie that to Artemis Ward's. Artemis Ward, the smart guy on Wild Wild West, that's probably where the name sure. came from. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought of that, and that really yeah. scares me that those two things just went together in my brain. <laughs> I have to go lay down and take a nap now. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> oh, there's so many lines rolling through my head. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, need, I need a wheelchair now. Um, yeah. I had two thoughts at the same time. They got in there, ricocheted off each other, and I can't find either of them. Right. Now. So, so okay, so let's blast through a couple of these. Okay. Eph Ephesus, um, and again, just to, in case you missed the last episode, if you have three hours to listen to it, go back and hit it. We, hit, we sort of summarize the historical context, historical cultural context oh, surrounding. Oh, don't even go there. Now I got me on that one. Um, how people were living, the cultures they lived in throughout the Bible, right? Uh-huh. Um, so what the next step was going to be that we were going to hit, you know, individual Some, cities mm -hmm. that, you know, you can, like the book of Corinthians was written to the church in Corinth, right? So we were going to talk about the culture of the place in Corinth because if you read through Paul's letters, there are some places in there that are... Some, some of scripture that is very specific and kind of seems like it comes out of left field. And you kind of have to understand the culture that those people lived in within those cities to understand why he was talking about specific mm -hmm. things because mm -hmm. it seems kind of really weird. Right. And so Ephesus, since we're already there, we'll start with Ephesus, was, was all I know about Ephesus was that it was basically like where all the smart people worked. Right. It's a port city. It, it is a port city. Um, um, it was at at that point. It was really in the, the in Greece, but sure, it's in modern day Turkey. I've, I've always understood it to be a Greek city. Yes, that Ephesus was a Greek city. Yes, even though of course borderlines have moved since then, and and it's, it it is in Turkey, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, but uh, yeah, pretty much my knowledge of Ephesus extends to that's where all the smart folks were. I know Paul started a church there, mm -hmm. and I have saw a Bible study that was led 
in one of the temple, like on the temple steps. Oh, that's pretty in cool. Ephesus, people that people went to visit there from a church. Yeah, um, and I sat in on the live stream from a Bible study that was taught yeah. while they were sitting there, yeah. and it was really interesting. Again, I've referenced this before: how my brain works to be able to draw visual input and say, "Holy cow! Can you imagine?" What it would have been like to have Paul standing here, yeah. talking and, and and speaking and yeah. yeah. So, anyhow, anything else interesting to say about Ephesus other than? Well, it's it it it's a city that's very ancient. I mean, a thousand years before Christ. Okay, is when it was actually founded. Okay. Um, I, I just looked up something and just just so you, you don't think that this is in my brain, Artemis mm-hmm. was the goddess of the hunt, the goddess of chastity. Also the goddess of childbirth. I'm not sure how those two go together. The goddess of wild animals. And the goddess of the wilderness. So not smart stuff. And, well, uh, no. And, and, and modern day excavations have revealed that these temples were actually the things that were housing these libraries. Uh, estimated to be four times larger than the Parthenon. Wow. The Temple of Artemis. Wow. The Temple to her. You remember the story? Let me see if I've got this right. In Acts, there was a silversmith who had something that was uh, of Artemis. I think. And I remember hearing the name Artemis mentioned. There was in the a Bible. great deal of conflict about the silversmith and Artemis. There's your assignment, folks. Go look. There it you up. go public go find that out. there you go okay that's yeah that's kind of that's that's kind of what there is um i mean i forget myself for a moment and i get lost down these little rabbit trails <laughs> um let me give you a little bit of additional uh i don't know background to it um and and when you think about these ancient cities they were Paul, it wasn't like Paul just hopscotched and went, oh, okay, we'll go there now. Um, there was uh, there was a plan. I mean, he, he went to places where he knew a lot of people were and that there was a lot of travel through. So it wasn't just like he decided, well, I'm going to go to Dayton and talk about Jesus. Um, no, I'm going to go to New Orleans or I'm going to go to, you know, San Diego because a lot of people come through that. The one thing that is about Ephesians, uh, and, and, and I just kind of glanced at something to verify it, was the book Ephesians talks a lot about the divinity of God. Um, that makes sense. About who God is. Because when you've got a city that is primarily, you know, in Corinth there were temples to everybody. Sure. And in in, in in Ephesus, there was just it was really focused on Artemis, mm-hmm. um, and so Paul goes in there and talks about the divinity of God, um, probably at the same time that he's going right against the one of the one of the major Greek deities, sure, um, which would of course get him in a certain amount of trouble. Uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of the a lot of churches who have doctrines take a lot of their doctrine from the first part of Ephesus. Okay. Uh, their, their doctrine about God. Sure. And, and what is the divinity of God. Sure. Um, 
and f let me look at something just because I want to make sure I say this right. Yeah. When when Paul is writing Romans, he's talking about individual people. Much of Romans is about an individual's response and responsibility and an individual's relationship with God. A lot of what goes on in Ephesians was your community. It's about the community of people. Um, in Rome, of course, everybody's kind of doing the thing for themselves. They're chasing after what they want. So this individual message has some traction already. Um, in Ephesus, it's known for their community of believers and you know, followers of the goddess Artemis. Mm -hmm. So the community of believers, as Paul is building this church, said, you're a community. They may be a community, but you are a community of believers, you know, and we're going to talk about the divinity of God as you are a community. Sure, because culturally, so when you have an entire community based around primary, I'm sure there were other temples there, but not very many. Primarily, unique in that. Primarily, the the goddess Artemis, right? Yeah. So understand that Paul walks in there and says, "Oh, okay. So I, I, I have this church plant that I've got started." These people need to be encouraged because I'm sure after Paul left there, right, no longer do you have the authority man here. Right. And so I'm sure there was a lot of kickback and flack from the community. Oh, absolutely. And so Paul's writing letters to encourage them and say, no, 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 no. Don't fall back. Don't go back to it. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of what Paul writes in these letters as encouragement to these churches is no, 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 no. Don't go back to what you were doing before. Right. And a lot of it addresses really specific things, which is why we're talking about this mm -hmm. uh, culturally specific to the, that group of people in that area. And so for Paul to talk about the divinity of God in Ephesus was a really big deal because in Ephesus, the divinity, the divine was Artemis, and it encompassed everything. Everything in the community. Every, every wall, every pillar. If, if your place of study and learning is housed in a temple, then that particular deity has some yeah. sway. Yeah, right. And so it was really important in Ephesus for Paul to jump up and down and harp on the divinity of God, mm -hmm. right? The I, explaining the difference between God and Artemis. Yes. Because I'm quite positive that a lot of people in that early church that Paul got going there were questioning, well, what's the difference? Yeah. Because these people teach that their God, the, the, the goddess of the, the goddess of Artemis that I have followed my whole life before exactly. I met you. Exactly. Sounds just like this. So what's the difference? Mm -hmm. And so here Paul is having to jump up and down on the divinity of God and the community aspect, because mm -hmm. as Mike said, it was it, it was sort of a rare bird in that. And we'll talk about Corinth in a second to, to draw the stark line. But it was kind of a rare bird because there may have been a few other temples in Ephesus, but primarily the whole area was saturated 
with Artemis. And, and I, the little bit of research that I've done in the small amount that I know about it, every surface of the city was covered with just blanketed in Artemis, right? Yes. In every wall, the pillars, you go to eat at a restaurant. Yes, they had restaurants. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know this, but they had restaurants. Mm-hmm. But the bakeries, the everywhere, yeah. everywhere you went, yeah. it was Artemis, 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 Artemis. And it's kind of like in Columbus. Um, it's Ohio State all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, you can't there's, go anywhere. In there's Otterbein and there's Capitol, and, but sure no it's sure. it's ohio state yeah yeah this is this is buckeye country there yeah. right this is artemis yeah, country right yeah there sure you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i imagine robin williams is the genie going <laughs> <laughs> sorry anyway um but that that is the the the, the a really brief overview because i don't want to go like super in-depth like we did last time but just kind of hit and understand mm-hmm. that the generalized culture of these cities the reason that Ephesus is written the way that it is and addressing the specific things that it addresses is because it specifically applied to what was happening in the church in Ephesus, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So it's kind of important to understand that culture to make sure that we are understanding things in context. And again, I'll reiterate from previous episodes, that does not mean that it might not apply in other areas because it will and does. But we're talking about specifically when you read like in a letter to a church in Ephesus, it's helpful, maybe not to everybody, to me it is, and to other people it may be, to understand, to have a broader picture of what is happening in the moment, current events in Ephesus, so you understand why certain things are said and and. and and presented the way that they are. It's helpful helpful to understand the social context and not use that context to discount what's going on sure. in yeah. the book of Ephesians because, well, you know, we don't, anyway, yeah, yeah. I'd say there's a rabbit trail there and it's high in my on my list and I don't want to go there. Okay, so uh, Ephesus. Take me right? away. Now let's go to the uh, sort of the other end of the spectrum from Ephesus. Okay. It is a port city. Yep. There is a lot of travel in and out, mm-hmm. but culturally quite different than, say, city of Corinth, which yeah. <laughs> is n- not a port city. It's on an isthmus. It, it, it's an isthmus. An I can it, never an, say that an, word. I know. I had to slow down to go isthmus. Yeah. It, it technically is a port city, right? Because it has a port. Yes. But it's a real skinny road to get there. As you would go between two very well-traveled marketing bodies of water you went through corinth because it was the narrowest place do you you do you remember uh you remember when that ship got stuck in the canal last oh, yeah. year or the year yeah, before yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like that but land instead of water yeah they actually wound up digging a canal by the way across, did they across the isthmus of isthmus of corinth near corinth okay yeah so so anyhow corinth was super duper important because pretty much everything in that part of the country came through Corinth. Yes. It was a, I'm not going to say the biggest, but one of the biggest hubs. When you talk, think of like the Silk Road mm-hmm. came through Corinth. Yes. Um, almost all trade and commerce, people, horses, buggies, camels, uh-huh. spices, trade, liquor, drugs, everything yeah. 
came through Corinth. If it was going east, west, or north, it came through Corinth. But not if it, that's a good point. Things traveling south did not necessarily have to go through Corinth. No. Mr. Wilson, why? Geographically, why? Well, because there's lots of water south of there. <laughs> <laughs> there's this whole Mediterranean, Aegean, Ionian thing that goes on. But you, you have to understand, it was not easy to transport things um, in boats always. Boy, they um, sure tried, though. Oh, and absolutely. so many of them landed oh, at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea. Well, that's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, and boats have to be built for the water in which they're going. So if you're bringing a boat from the Mediterranean, it's probably a deeper draft. Uh, it, it can carry more. It goes deeper in the water. Yes. Um, and things that are going further east from there into the Ionian. Or, the or north. Or, yes, or, well, and if you're going north, you're taking it by land. Sure. Almost certainly. Yeah. But if, if you're going to the east, you've got you, you've got to have shallower draft mm -hmm. vessels. Yeah. Because the big boys don't go there. Sure. Yeah. They, they, they hit the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is so much wine at the bottom of the Mediterranean Sea. Oh, absolutely. It's and olive ridiculous. Oil. Yeah. Olive oil and wine mm -hmm. all over the place. Just it, littered. You cannot imagine, we cannot imagine the quantity of goods that we're shipping oh, back and forth. Can't, can't even fathom it. Yeah. Think about, if you think, like we, we think about things today like, oh man, what's if you, right now, right now, this very date and time, if you go to the port of San Diego or to port of Miami. Yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. Okay. And you see these miles upon miles long shipyards yes. that are full of ginormous uh -huh. ships uh -huh. carrying millions and millions of pounds of shipping containers. Mm -hmm. I promise you more was traveling through Corinth. Corinth. Maybe not more. Maybe, Maybe not more. But the frequency, the frequency of it was way more frequency. That, well, yeah, way more sure. people. Yeah. Way more people. Yeah, the, yeah, because they couldn't haul. They didn't have shipping containers, and they can't haul as much as they do in one load. So it had to be constant. Yes. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Was that, not that the volume would have been more, because I'm quite sure we can ship more now than we could then. Because, But the, the frequency, was yeah. it was nonstop. Mm -hmm. There was never a time where there wasn't just jam-packed mm -hmm. craziness happening coming in and out yeah. of that city yeah. and anything and everyone who was any way shape or form important or doing anything with goods trading buying selling if you needed blankets spices rum olive oil <laughs> wine fish <laughs> anything right yeah. if you if you if if you need it now this is what's crazy is i've i had a friend of mine who went to europe and slash, they were gone for like almost six months. Okay, and they went and went to Israel, and then they did this like trip, like it was, and they specifically did a biblical trip, right? Mm -hmm. And they they went to Israel, they went to Egypt, they went to Ephesus, they went to Corinth, they went to uh, all around the Mediterranean, the Sea of Galilee, all, all this stuff, right? And they were talking about in Corinth, like, and that's where I got my analogy of. If you took, in the United States, to put it in frame of reference so that we can understand it, mm -hmm. if you took Las Vegas, Los Angeles, mm -hmm. New Orleans, New York, Miami, and then for good measure threw in Tokyo <laughs> and London, you have the city of Corinth. Yeah. Any and 
anything and everything from any far corner of the world that you could possibly want or need when you could find it in Corinth. Plus all the culture. Plus the, the melting pot. Because in order to run a city like that, everybody from everywhere came there. Mm-hmm. And so you had people living and working in, in Corinth that were from all over the world. Yes. All religions, all walks of life, all cultures, all cultures, all foods. foods. Oh man. <laughs> can you imagine? I cannot even fathom. I would weigh 5,000 pounds. Yeah. But the, the spice market right now, right to this day, if you go to Corinth right now, they have an old world spice market mm. that, and I can't even I would cry. imagine, but it was way better in Jesus' day, yeah. in Paul's day, mm-hmm. right? And so, but the point to saying all that is to set up the fact that if you can imagine a city like that, okay, so any item you need from anywhere in the world, you can find it there. Yeah. Any religion you'd like to check out, you can find it on the same block. There were temples shoved up next to other temples for blocks and blocks and blocks. Mm-hmm. Any, any, and all temple. If you wanted to build a temple there for your, cool, yeah, sure, right over there. There's space over there. Go build one. Just add it to the mix, right? Mm-hmm. And you could go from temple to temple to temple to temple and cover all your bases. It was not exclusive. Sure, you could cover all your bases. I don't know which one's real, so I'm going to do them all. Particularly, there were a lot of religions and a lot of temples where you could go make your sacrifice at the temple, which would have involved you, male or female, going into the temple to deposit your sacrifice. To deposit your seed (laughs) in the temple or in someone in a temple. Yes. Um, there were staff in some of these temples who were basically prostitutes. And, and you basically, you would go in, have sex with one of them, and that was you making your, that was how you worshipped in that temple. Yeah. And, and then you could go next door and do the same thing in a different temple. Yeah. With a different religion, yeah. right? And, and any and all variants you could possibly think of. And so it was like the original Sin City. Like mm-hmm. any vice, any food, any drink, any item, any flesh thing that you could possibly want is there right. in copious amounts. Right. Ergo, yep. Paul's letter to the Corinthians is real heavy, real heavy on certain topics. Well, here's here's the other part. I'm going to let you break into it because I'm about to run down my leg if I don't go right. I didn't go potty before we started. See? Oh, I didn't tell you You didn't either. tell me. And yeah. I've, I've drank copious amounts well, of water. That's so. entirely my fault. Leave the door open so you can hear. Oh. <laughs> I don't want people to hear me. You, you don't have the wireless on, do you? Uh, <laughs> um, the other part of it... it is when you get a culture like this with all these different influences and everybody's coming in and everybody's trading and everybody's trying, everybody's trying to get their own and make their own. You have sailors who are, are, are coming from different directions. You have merchants, you have camel drivers, you have longshoremen. Everybody's trying to get their own. It becomes a very individual uh, society, particularly when you can worship anywhere you want in any style you want to any God that you want. It's completely individualistic. And what happens is you look at the letter to the Corinthian church, um, besides, be, be, it's, a lot of it is very experiential. 
Um, this is where the idea of, you know, not the idea, but it's, it's where the discussion about the gifts of the spirit, it's very emotional um, thing. This is a very heavy spiritual, spiritual outpouring. Um, and that just comes from the culture of the city. These people who live there, they did not see God as of necessarily as extremely erudite. Um, they saw God as an experiential kind of thing, uh, something that they could they could do things and they could they could they could have. I guess I'll say the word again. So I'm trying not to say experience, but they could have an experience of God that struck them personally, as opposed to other cities and other cultures where it was more of a community or a group thing. We we took encouragement together. There you have. Um, all of the things that Paul mentions in Corinth because of that individuality, um, talking about an individual's relationship with God, an individual's experience with God, how God moves in the lives of individuals, and that's what happens in Corinth. Is that That's why that book is very different. Paul also deals with some things in the Corinthian church that were different, I suspect, from <laughs> other things, um, other, 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 other churches. You know, one so. of the things that stands out to me in, in, in Corinthians is that there was one thing that I remember, I think you and I may have talked about it. We were doing a, we were in maybe a Sunday school several years ago. I don't know. But addressing this topic of, no, it's not okay to go sleep with your mother-in-law. Yeah, that's exactly what. Right? Yeah. And, and it, you're kind of like, what? Why? Like, why such a specific? Well, again, I'm sure he said it while I was going to the bathroom, but you have people from everywhere and, and going, well, wait a minute. What do you mean I can't do that? I've done this my whole life. Uh, this is about my individual experience because uh -huh. that's what the city was like. And so that's what Paul talks about. That's what about. it was all about. It was about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what people when people go to Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's all about feeding you. Well, that's, and, and you may not have heard, so let me go back over this. Part of the, the grand discussion about the gifts in the Corinthian church that Paul leads into is because these people expected an experience. They expected something that was somewhat emotional, somewhat personal, okay, um, a very much a, an individual contact with God, not as a group of believers, but an individual contact. And so you can see the gifts of the Holy Spirit playing out in some of the people in the church and, and other members of the church kind of freaking out, going, wait, when do I get mine? I need to get mine. I want to have that experience too. God, I love you. Where's my healing? Where's my tongues? Where's my prophecy? Where's my... Yeah. And so Paul has to deal with all of that yeah. in his letter to that church. Yeah. Was it also in Corinthians where he was dealing with the uh, eating of sacrificial meat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And it's and it's and he tackles head on this idea of... Because understanding that this is a multi multicultural city, mm -hmm. ergo the people that he built the church with there were going to be multicultural people, and people from different backgrounds see things differently, mm -hmm. and they do things differently, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and it seems that church also had its share of rule keepers and finger pointers. Sure, I'm sure they did, and but but it's one of those things where. He tackled head on this different the idea of differences in culture, differences in uh, the playing out of things in your everyday life, right? Mm -hmm. 
hey, if you go over to so-and-so's house, if you're an Italian and you live in Corinth, if you're from Italy and you live in Corinth and you go over to a Jew's house, it's going to go down a little bit different than it does at your house. Absolutely. And when you walk in there and sit down, you need to bless them. You need to say, whatever you put in front of me, I'll eat. And you need to understand that when that Jewish dude comes to dinner at your house, he might not eat certain things that you put in front of him. So don't force him. So don't be freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. And if you see that person over there that sits in sister so-and-so that sits in the third row, right? You go over to her house and you notice that the meat that she has cooking for dinner happens to be the meat that she bought in the market that was leftovers from sacrifice day at the church. Mm-hmm. At another temple. Don't you dare go pointing fingers at that because she might have been able to afford that because it was on discount. Yeah. Right? Or... Why are you putting so much focus on where that meat came from? Do you think that idol is bigger than God? Do you think that idol in a divine state even exists? Come on, man, it's meat. There were so many specific things Mm -hmm. that were, and that's kind of why we're doing this, is to say that it's helpful to understanding if you can sort of put in a frame of reference as to why like why would you have to address don't sleep with your mother-in-law right like why like because all the kids are doing it right because that was because why not because that was a normal practice very open city right Uh, i mean you might walk down the street and see people going at it right there on the sidewalk yeah right and so understand where you're at yeah right um I found something that I hung on to for for when we got to uh, Corinth, right? I won't go into the entire thing. Uh, If you want to find it, uh, there's a website called, uh, I don't even know how to say that word, E-U-S-C-E-N-T-I-A.com. Eucentia? I'm going to go there. Okay. So... The, the article, Ancient Corinth, rich, hist- rich in History, Culture, and Religion, Eucentia. You can go look at it. It has a lot of cool history facts about Corinth and their yeah. culture, right? I want to read a little blurb. The culture of ancient Corinth was further influenced by its diverse multicultural population of Greeks, Italians, Jews, and others, pretty much everyone from Asia Minor. Mm-hmm. There was also a significant transient population mm-hmm, mm-hmm. transient meaning homeless folk in, in and out in people and out. Who would people wander who, in and out people who didn't live there they would come show up for a while and then leave and mm-hmm. come back for a while mm-hmm. most likely most of them worked on ships or some other traveling hauling goods and services back and forth from countries something comes from India. Right. So you're going to have an Indian dude in town for a few months, maybe a few days, yep. and, and then, then he he's back. gone. Yeah. And so there was a massive transient population. And also a massive transient population of athletes and spectators, mm-hmm. philosophers, industrialists, merchants, and artists. Mm-hmm. And what I found interesting was the transient the specific stating of a transient population of athletes and spectators. Mm-hmm. We all know about Greek games, right? Olympics, 
athletics was a big deal in that culture, right? I don't think most people understand that some of those things were traveling deals. Yes. They yeah. would go, and there was a circuit. And, and not only, just like, just like there are people who will buy all the tickets on a tour for every stop and follow a band around the country and go to every concert on the tour, mm -hmm. or people who will travel to go see a football team play somewhere else, these people would follow their athletes across country lines to different cities and to watch them perform in different games. Mm -hmm. and, and it's really not that different from what we have now. They just didn't have TV, so they had to go if they wanted to watch right. them, right? right? And a lot of them had money on the line. <laughs> um, some of them had their life on the line. Yeah. Um, and so uh, understanding that there was a massive, massive amount of mix of, of culture and, and ideas and religion, mm -hmm. artistry, food, everything i mean it's funny because in the united states like you take a city like new york okay when this country was really booming and growing up new york became the cultural hub everybody who yeah. came into the country came through the harbor in new york right mm -hmm. and if you look at the city of new york what happened when they all got there is they went oh all of my people are landing over there i'm gonna go live over there mm -hmm. and so new york is sort of well, historically, I don't know about now, but historically, New York was sort of broken up into boroughs, right? Yeah. And, and the Italians lived in this neighborhood, and the Jews lived over here, and the, the Greek people lived over here, and, you know, everything was sort of segmented by choice. They all found their own people, and they went and lived there, right? Yeah. In Corinth, it wasn't that way. There wasn't enough landmass to segment it no, that way No, Corinth anyway. is a really skinny place. Yeah. And so all of these different cultures were crammed in next to each other and they kind of had to intermingle. Right. And you got to imagine what kind of stuff you would pick up from different cultures, especially those people that are transient coming through there who have been to, you know, 10 other countries this year. Mm -hmm. And they're going to tell you stop and they're in town for a couple of weeks and they're telling you all about what they saw in this place and what they saw in here. And I got this recipe from this lady in this town and I'm going to share it with you. And. Yeah. I got this new spice that I found in this other country and here's what the old lady said to get it to grow here and now we have a market for that here and yeah. oh my gosh and it's like you start to understand why Paul was tackling some seemingly really strange things but head on mm -hmm. in the city of Corinth I to, to, to me when I read the book of Corinthians versus the book of Ephesians, Paul seems to be much more gentle in Ephesians yeah, oh yeah. than in Corinthians. Oh, yeah. And I think for good reason. <laughs> well, you're going to treat someone from Wichita, Kansas. You're going to talk to them somewhat differently than you are someone from the Los Angeles docks. <laughs> you have to. It, or else there's no point in the conversation. Right. And, 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 and that's not being a respecter of persons. That's, that's understanding where a person is and how you talk to them. Who was it that said, become all things to all men? That yeah, you might so win it something? was in there somewhere. Right. Yeah. And so, and Paul, being a very experienced man himself, right, understood 
multicultural living because he was one. Right. Right? And so... He was one. <laughs> he was. Yeah. And so I think Paul had a unique skill in being able to approach just about anybody from any culture and be like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. Right. Right? Or, or figure out a way to present it in such a way that you would understand. He was also very intelligent. Yeah. He had also had his entire psyche turned upside down. A little bit. Um, completely. So for him to <laughs> approach someone who thought differently than him, he could go, yeah, I can relate to that. Sure, I get it. <laughs> Let me tell you about getting knocked off a horse. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's Corinth. That's the culture in Corinth. Yeah. Is there anything else that needs to be said about that? I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't. We we can go and go and go and go. It's on fascinating because I love Corinth. It's, this the book of Corinthians, at least the First Corinthians, and then Second Corinthians to a certain degree. First Corinthians, my one of my favorite letters. I love it because there is so much there, and Paul f- finally, towards the end of the first letter, just distills things down. Is we're going to talk about all these conflicts and all these problems you're having and all the troubles and all the difficulties, sure. but. Could you just love each other, man? Sure. None of that matters. I find it interesting that, yeah, he just sort of, okay, let's deal with some of these specific. I, I look at it and go, he had to have gotten some specific questions. What oh, says he did. From, did does it? Oh, yeah. He says, I have heard from Chloe and somebody else that mm-hmm, there are people writing him letters going, did you know what's going on in this church? Do you have any idea? <laughs> right. I okay. mean, that's why, I mean, there are finger pointers in sure. all this. Yeah. And, and so... He's like, let's address some of these specific things and get them out of the way. Now let me let, let's talk about solutions. Let's talk about can you love each other? Can can this all this stuff not be in the way so we can just love each other, right? Anyway, that's Corinth. I think those are two important cities. We can go on and on, and you know, if we if you want to continue this sort of thing, we can talk about Philippi. We can talk about yeah. all sorts of them, but. But that gives you some idea, and that's when we had that conversation um, about context. That's part of it that we're looking at too. I mean, right? Do you understand? Let me let me just. Uh, Chris talked about Corinth in, in 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 great detail and great measure. Do you know how much time he spent considering the church at Corinth and what the city was like? That's also getting involved in what God is doing in you reading His Word. Sure. He wants you to understand these things, not to make it some dry, skeletal thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, sometimes you hear me talk about, uh, you know, I want to put flesh on the bones. That's why I talk about these places, because they're very cool. How could you write a letter to the people in Detroit and not have some understanding of their history, um, their cultures? Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit's another multicultural city in the U.S., by the way, too. Yeah. Usually entertaining. Yeah. So. So that's a couple of them. If you want us to continue this kind of thing and talking about some of the cultural significance of some of these major cities and and environmental places and things and cultures in the Bible, let us know. Maybe we salt them in along the way. If, if, If you think this is dumb and you don't like hearing this kind of stuff, let us know. <laughs> and it's okay if you do. This just happens to really fire our jets. There are certain things that, that we both get excited sure. about. He and I, get we geek out on this kind of stuff because yeah. I find it fascinating to understand. I have always found it fascinating, one, what makes people tick. Mm-hmm. What What is it 
that drives you? Mm-hmm. What is the thing in you that drives you, right? And so I, I love finding the nuances in things, mm-hmm. right? Little minutiae, the, the minutiae that hides in the corner that is significant that never gets looked at. Mm-hmm. That, those are the things that I get excited about that. Well, and, and I think about the people. I think about some guy who left Venice, Italy on a boat and came around Italy and sailed through the Mediterranean. What did he see? What did he experience? What did he... Who did what, he talk to? Who, who was there? And, and, he, and he spends a few weeks on his boat and he winds up in Corinth. And then it's all of a sudden he's in this wide open town. And what was he thinking? What, what kind of experiences did he have as he was going? What did he bring to an area because of his his yeah he's just a sailor yeah yep so so the, these are things that we geek out about if it's not your cup of tea sorry um if you want us to talk about something different send us an email tell us what you talk about yeah yeah it's <laughs> we're open to anything open definitely open <laughs> so open <laughs> wide open and 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 You'll, you'll hear us on occasion try to stay away from certain topics. Yep. Um, but if you want us to hit them. I ain't scared. I'm, I'm not scared to do it. I just don't want to. I just don't want to offend anybody by glancing off of something while we're on another track. Yeah. Well, some topics I avoid, like when we did the worship thing. I've avoided that for three years, not because I'm scared to talk about it. I'm actually incredibly passionate about it, which is why I avoided it, because I knew it was going to turn into a giant thing. And I didn't want people to be like, oh, my gosh, are they still talking about that? Because it's one of those things where it takes a long time to unpack it properly. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, I don't care what it is. Or if you've disagreed with us. Or if you have a question, you... uh, if you, yeah, you got a random question about Christianity, the Bible, any of that, yeah. shoot it to us. We'll tackle it. Yeah. We forget sometimes, at least I do sometimes, that, that there are people that probably listen to us that, that don't have so much, so many years of thinking about things um, and don't have, you know, for good or bad, a sure. Bible, Bible college education. <laughs> well, that's you, not me. I, I got street cred. Yeah. I, I got no cred from that. So. I, got, I got boots on the ground. Yeah. 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 And that matters more in all of this than all the other. Uh, than, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. One more time. If you have a question, it doesn't have to be related to this topic. If you have a question on this topic, ask us. Any topic. If you have a question, please, mm-hmm. please send it. Please ask it. If you, if there's a generalized topic that, hey, why don't you guys talk about this? Send it. Yeah. Don't care what it is. Yeah. If it's something I've never heard of or never thought about, I'll go research it and we'll come back to it. Maybe the British Navy and the Napoleonic Wars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I realized I didn't put parameters on that. No, no, no. Any topic related to God and or the Bible. And your experience and your with experience God. therein. Or how is that how is life in your world and God? Yeah. We can we can make stuff work. Yeah. I mean we we absolutely can sit here and talk about Napoleonic Wars, 
but mm-hmm. I don't think that's what this podcast is for. No, we need to start not. a different one. Yes, sir, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, preserved Killick. Alrighty. Um, there oh, we go. Killick. So the whole goal of this one, whatever way, it'll be coffee when it's hot now, won't it? Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you don't get the reference, read the books. Anyway, um, the reason we do this is to try to help you kind of expand your understanding. If you're, it's it's not to drag you off in little esoteric. Oh no. Um, discussions about this, although we do it because we love we love what God was doing in that time, just like we love what God's doing now. You look in the city of Marion, you know, there's a lot that's going on, and we don't need to be. Paul would encourage us not to be fighting amongst each other. And, uh, and making judgments about each other. But instead, uh, what we really need to do is to listen to God and then go find someone to bless. Love you, bye.